I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, we're here for the Hollywood Life podcast. And I am joined today with my co-anchor, Ali Stagnita. Hey, Ali. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, guys. So excited to have you join in today. We have a really exciting conversation um, with a really wonderful guest that we are excited to have join us today. So, Bonnie, I will let you do the honors. I will. And yes, this is a guest that you are all so familiar with, but you're going to learn a lot more about today. And she has lots of big news and one very special bit of big news. So everybody, welcome Hannah Brown. Welcome, Hannah. Hi, all. Thanks for having me. Listen, you've been the Bachelorette. You have won the, the mirrored ball on Dancing with the Stars, which is what an incredible feat. And now you have a new book coming out and it has got a very interesting title. It's called, and I think we can actually all relate to this title. It's called God Bless This Mess, Learning to Live and Love Through Life's Best and Worst, in brackets, yeah. <laughs> Moments. And it's coming out November 23rd. Um, and listen, I applaud you on writing a book. I wrote a book uh, several years ago, and it is a ton of work. So congratulations on doing it. And also on be, you know, telling the world, not just about your best moments, but about your worst and about how life is a mess. Like that's so honest. Mm -hmm. What, what made you decide to be so forthcoming and, and share all this with your fans and, and you're going to have new fans. Yeah. Um, I think vulnerability can be a superpower if you really lean into it and not just saying, okay, this is the way that it is. Like I'm being vulnerable, but really like being as vulnerable and honest with yourself and with other people, because in that vulnerability, you can create, you know, real genuine connection and um, wisdom to allow you to live life a little bit better because you've had to mess up taking the time to figure out what did I learn from that? What was the message that, that, um, can be, can be learned and can, you know, I can take to heart through maybe some of the mistakes or you know, misjudgment of things, um, and really learn to heal from that. But I think with writing the book, it allowed me to have time to process what all that junk that happened in my life and, and what was all behind that and what goodness um, and the silver lining of all that um, that I could find. And yeah, it was one of the hardest things that I've ever done uh, emotionally for sure. Um, but in a way it's really healing. And I think even though it is, um, 
yeah, very personal stories in, in this book and like very honest. Um, there is something about it finally being out in the world that feels like a weight's lifted off me and I can really move forward now in a way, even though this is all about my past, it's like, I'm letting go of that. And I'm like, here's all the best and worst of me. Here you go. And coming from, from me and it's like from my lens and being able to answer hopefully as many questions that people have about what's going on in my life so that I can really celebrate this time, but also just move forward into this um, next chapter of my life. And something that you talk about in the book is how your family, you know, growing up in the South, they didn't necessarily believe in therapy. They didn't really believe in kind of talking about your feelings. And so for a lot of your life, you kind of felt like you had to suppress these stories and these tragedies and these difficulties that you had. So was this kind of the first time, I mean, I know towards the end, you say that you got yourself a therapist and you were like, I'm working on myself and I don't really care what you say. Was this the first time that you felt that you could just face it and give that story instead of feeling like you kind of were suppressing it kind of after like your experience on The Bachelor when they didn't air that stuff? Yeah. Um, I think there's just a lack of uh, like education and conversation with therapy um, in a lot of parts of the world and and especially in the South. And so, yeah, it was really looked down upon. And, you know, for years I've kind of like, I've I've been open, I've, I've struggled with my mental health and I've talked about that. And but I also wanted to be the good girl so bad, you know, and, and, and be the, we had a lot of turmoil sometimes in our family, but I wanted so desperately to get everybody together and us look perfect for everybody else. You know, like, how can I fix this? How can I make sure that everybody thinks that we're all perfect and everything's fine. And that becomes exhausting and draining emotionally and physically and then going you know having that as my background and then being thrusted into um the public eye and trying for a little bit to do that but it you know it started kind of unraveling um by the time quarantine uh you know we were all quarantined these past you know two years two years almost so yeah I can't believe it's been, it's been so long um that's when I'm like, everything stopped all the distractions and the, um, just trying to keep it together kind of stopped. And then, then I'm like, Oh gosh, like I really need to get some help with this for the first time. Um, and yeah, I started therapy while I was right at the beginning of writing this book. So it was definitely, I even had my therapist come out for a writing retreat when I wrote this book for a week, because it it was definitely therapeutic for me. And I wanted to make sure that I told the full truth, because I think sometimes we can even lie to ourselves Mm -hmm. and, and having my therapist be kind of a part of this journey, I think was really beneficial, not only for me, but for the story, because I could be honest about how things affected me, um, really probably for the first time in my life. Mm -hmm. And that was able to be captured um with the 
with the writing in the book? Well, I mean, just like when you look back and you said you wanted everything to look perfect because of your background, you wanted to make it perfect. I mean, you, you ended up in a very public way doing things that are a picture of perfection, you know, being in beauty pageants, being Miss Alabama, and then being the bachelorette. Yeah. Like, so outsiders definitely would think, yes, your life is perfect and not, not have the inkling that below the surface. So I think doing that is means, you know, even more to people because so many of us are trying to make the outside look perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, You also talked about how you didn't, that being a feminist, the idea of being a feminist was looked down upon in the South and at, at the definition, what do I think you had a definition? Oh, somebody that hates men. Uh-huh. When did you start to rebel against that or realize it wasn't that? Yeah. Well, going back to the first um, thing about, you know, I've had these, these moments in my life where it seems like I succeeded in, um, I think that's why I kind of, I've talked to some pa- a pastor about this Um recently of like I've kind of had these moments in my life where it seems like I won um but especially in the story I kind of tell about my dancing with the stars experience when you live your life for validation recognition and accolades um you realize how empty that can be like that is not the thing that's going to fill that that place in your heart that needs to be healed. And um, I'm still like always like gonna have like a comp- competitive nature. And I, and I think it's important to have goals, but to realize that those goals are not going to give you um, completely fulfill your, your life. Um, and that's why I feel like I was able to write, like hopefully this book and these stories are impactful because like it can seem like in, in some, you know, I, I've, you know, done the thing I've succeeded, but, um, that's not really what was the thing that gave me my, my happiness. Mm -hmm. And then uh, with the being a feminist, when that kind of changed for me, I'd always like had these moments where like, I think I was always a feminist, but didn't really understand what that meant. I remember I did this project um, because I always wanted to be Miss America. And I did this project. I was like in this gifted program. And so we would like, we always had these like different, basically presentations we had to do each week. And I did one on the Miss America pageant. And, um, there is this, this picture that always came up in my mind when I was like doing my research of, feminists like burning the bras and like you know like storming you know trying to get the pageant to bras yeah and and like you know didn't shave the armpits and I was like well that's like what I want to be I want to be Miss America so I'm not that and so that's kind of what I thought and then like just the conversations around me like where I lived it just was never like it was looked down upon until I took this woman's studies class in college and I was like oh my gosh everybody's got it all wrong like we should all be feminists like I I 
am proudly a feminist and have always been and didn't really know it. Um, but yeah, it wasn't really till I think with all things, like you get the proper education and tools to like really understand like what's important to you, what do you value and um, just, yeah, just being able to, to have the knowledge to, to know better. And um, yeah, so I was really thankful. And that was like a class I took because I just needed like an easy online credit, <laughs> but it ended up being like really pivotal for me. Well, and then your kind of your last scene in Colton's season, I would say, um, right after you guys broke up, that statement that you made in the limo ride home actually became kind of like a feminist manifesto when you said yeah. that you want to be chosen every day. And, and whenever that is, like, you'll know, and, and it became such a moment. Um, mm -hmm. Can you tell us just a little bit about that? Because, you know, you did have some... Um, difficult times during the season, of course, uh -huh. and, and fan reaction to that difficult times. But that was the first time you kind of explained that you saw yourself on top of Bachelor Nation and, and had a really positive response. Yeah, I I always say when people ask me about my experience on the shows, I'm like, being a contestant, yes, there were times where like, you know, the batch like after watching the show back, like how Bachelor Nation can be tough on you. But that experience was one of the best experiences of my life. Like well, good. being a contestant was so fun. I learned so much about myself. I really feel like during that show, like in the actual experience, maybe not like what everyone watching. saw, like I was really like blooming into myself and like really embracing the not perfect, not so perfect side of myself and like, in and like having fun. Um, but in that moment, I just remember like it clicking. So like I, and when you read the book, like I've been through all these different relationships that I just let go on for way too long where I was not chosen. I was constantly trying to um, make it work and I think just in that moment I as a contestant you know you're trying everything to get for this one guy and I was really serious about it like I just believed like oh my gosh maybe God wanted this to be like my story because I never watched the show I was like how am I even on how am I doing this so I, I went into it really serious. I, I didn't really understand like the social, I, I sometimes even that the social media and like the impact of all that, like still freaks me out. But like, I just wasn't doing it for that. I was like, this is fun. But I also like, I'm competitive, obviously. Right. I'm like, I, I want, I want him to, to fall in love with me and I want to be in love with him and I want to make sure this happens. And, you know, to my own fault in that, but it really just clicked with me of like, you know what, if this guy doesn't like want me, I don't want that. Like I want some, I, and in that limo, I was like, this is just, this is not what I want. Like, I want to know that somebody like fiercely loves me. It's going to do whatever to, to let me know that. And if, if that's not it, then I, I want to wait till, till that comes. And, um, watching that back, it was, uh, was a proud moment because like, even though it, it sucked and it was, you know, anytime you're rejected sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really felt like it, it 
it not only was a proud moment for me, but really like registered and related to a lot of women and kind of give, gave them that like, you know what, that's, that's what I want too. And maybe I'm in a relationship that doesn't make me feel that way or a situation ship or whatever. And like that, that's what we all deserve. Like we just should all, we don't, we're not supposed to be like chasing a guy who doesn't really want to be with us, like doesn't care, but we, we just seem to always, a lot of us like get in situations like that. And so to be able to just like show, like, even though I was hurt, and and like you, upset that are like you that, talking like, about Colton like yeah. in the that in Colton yeah when yeah. Colton and her split um continue sorry go ahead Anna sorry no but it's just like for those who are listening to understand yeah yeah okay. um yeah. and um you know you had said too that Colton during the season like you going into it were like I only want to be on if it's this guy but then when you saw him there it was like a little off just his behavior was a little off obviously now we know he's come out um Mm -hmm. did you have like that thought or vibe when you were there like when the cameras weren't rolling and he was being odd or like you know there's this funny story that I didn't really like put in there but you know I had the first date with him and uh we obviously the like infamous like hot tub couldn't make the speech but I remember like we were getting out of the limp, I mean, out of the hot tub. And um, I like, it was like, we were in the desert, like there was dirt everywhere. And he like <laughs> made some comment about walking on the, like not having our shoes. And I was like, if I can walk with, and he was like, I, I just got a pedicure. I was like, I did too. And I'm like, if, if <laughs> I can walk in the dirt, you can. <laughs> right. And then, like, like that wasn't like, but that was just something I was like, oh, like I'm way, like I'm, he's, he's always been like, he's, he's beautiful. Like he's a very handsome man, very like well-groomed and I'm not always that way. Yeah. And that was like the first thing I'm like, okay, maybe we're not going to work. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> I, I was not even thinking that way, but, and not that I was like, it was just, that was like one of the first things that I was like, huh. And then like, I got ready and, and like, we were talking about like, shoes which I always knew that he liked to like shop and stuff but I'm like oh god I don't know if I like to shop that much you know like there's just like (laughs) like that was our first date when I'm like oh maybe like we're not gonna be you know as compatible but um you know that that's just a difference of like people like yeah I didn't think anything of that but at the same time like there just was a disconnect with us but I like I said like I was like no, this is the guy that was that I think I'm supposed to be with. This all happened. So I am going to push myself to the absolute limits to see if this is going to work. Mm-hmm. And obviously now I knowing as being a, a lead, like that's what you're asked to do as well. And, and you should do for, for your experience. Um, but now knowing just with everyone's relationship with him, and of course, girls talk like they're there was a disconnect because that's not what truly he, he wanted either. I think a lot of times in life, like you get these opportunities and you want something so bad, but it's just not true to you. And I think I felt that for my own self, but also from him. So there wasn't, it just didn't click, but I didn't know, you know, obviously from why until I didn't know why from his end. So, you know, I'm, 
I, I just want him to be happy. And, um, but yeah, it, it all kind of made a little bit more sense of like why, why it wasn't working for really, you know, me, but also I think some other people's experience. Right. Have you been in touch with him since he's come out? Have you had a Yeah, I've messaged him and, um, you know, I think that was a really, um, he's obviously been through a lot and, you know, has. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Has had to probably work on himself too and like taking the time and um I've just encouraged him in that way uh but yeah I haven't really seen anybody I mean we've we've been in a pandemic too and um but yeah I mean I've definitely just been there to encourage him and um just hope that he he finds or has found happiness Mm -hmm. and you were a lead you you say when like you you ended up as the lead as the bachelorette with this you know, incredible opportunity to have like, I don't know how many men, 50 men, 25 men try to win your love. And in, at the end you found, didn't you find out like one of them turned out to have another girlfriend and like, there was a lot of, it wasn't easy, your, your journey on that. And you got engaged, but the relationship didn't last. Do you feel you kind of did the same thing? This I just want to make it work like this. Obviously it's meant to be that my husband's in this group. Yeah. So, um, I kind of talk about it in the book, like my initial feeling from the first night I did not trust because I, and that's a lot what I kind of talk about in the book of like learning to trust myself. And, and I think to trust yourself, you have to feel like you're worthy enough to trust. And if you don't, you know, if your self-worth isn't there, then it's really hard to make your own decisions and stick to that. And, um, I, I wasn't sure that my person was, was in the room. Like I just was like that initial feeling, but I'm like, there's no way because this is supposed to be like how many girls like dream of having like this opportunity is crazy, you know? Right. Um, and so I really pushed myself probably where I shouldn't have, like just where it, w- this was not, it was meant for me in a different way. It was, I don't think this experience for me was to find my husband. It was to learn more about myself, but I wanted so bad for it to be. And then what happens is you let your heart get really involved in a place that it shouldn't be. And then, you know, then you're left with the battered, bruised, broken heart that should have, you know, maybe not have been if I would have trusted myself. And yeah, I ended up with, um, just you know, I don't think I was supposed to be engaged to anyone there, but of course, like I truly in my heart, I wanted, I wanted it to work. It was not like a fake thing. Like I, I wanted it desperately. Um, but then that left me with, 
with some, some heartbreak along the way for sure. I feel like I, I just loved within the book getting so many insights into your thoughts and your gut feelings and kind of this background voice in your head as you went through your life and you went through these different journeys and different seasons of your life. And there were so many moments that I was like looking at the book. I was like, Hannah, no, listen to the gut feeling. Like when Ned proposed, you said, I can't, this isn't what life is supposed to be, but I said, yes, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, has yeah. that changed for you going forward? And think about how many women and men do that. That's yeah. Like they marry someone because they think it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, It's changed a lot. Uh, I think because I am now, um, I think, yeah, that self-worth wasn't completely there. And I did not trust myself. I trust what made the most like, I just wanted to make everyone else happy, but not really me, or I thought I could get there. But like, if you go back to my, the right, you know, the beginning of kind of talking about my childhood, like I, I thought that me being good, successful, doing all the things, that's how like I earned love. So like I needed to be successful in this in everything that I did. So bachelor, like for success, like I needed to fall in love and I needed to be engaged and I needed it to work. And I will do, you know, like that is how I receive that. That makes me worthy. That makes me lovable. And I think with everything just deteriorating and like just not working and then like kind of then going to the next phase of dancing with the stars and realizing, okay, I won, but like, I feel really bad and um then everything that kind of happened afterwards I think just having the time to be like who am I like who really am I who's this facade or this like mask of a person that I've made for so long doesn't mean that it wasn't true it it wasn't like everything I did was true but it was all built on something false um and now just being really like conscious of like taking moments to like be with myself and wondering like, okay, why do I feel this way? Like, what is going on right now? Mm-hmm. Did I, am I trusting myself right now? Is there something like, like really communicating with myself through like journaling or therapy or with a close friend of like, what's actually going on? How am I feeling? But before that, it was just, I might've journaled, but I, I still hadn't really I couldn't quite understand like how to be true to myself and what I believed because I, I needed to dismantle that being perfect thing that I created for myself of, of what love was. So I think it was dismantling that and understanding that like, there is no such thing as perfect, but like just being continuing to try to grow to be the truest um, version of myself has been what what's helped me with that. But I still struggle because if you, you know, spent 25, 26 years of your life, like believing this lie, I think society makes of what, what we have to do to be successful, to 
um, to live a good life, to be the perfect woman that, that takes a lot. And so there's a lot of times where I'm, I still struggle with it, but, um, I've gotten a lot better. Listen, you are, I mean, you've done a lot and you're only 26. You're really, you are young and, and I, but I think your experience of really not knowing who you are getting to that point is something that an awful lot of people and women share. And so I think it's really, it's very important and impactful that you're revealing that. And Why I, does your, oh, sorry. Sorry. I just wanted to ask too, just while we're staying on that, that little bit, I mean, you kind of went from like heartbreak to heartbreak to heartbreak and then dancing with the stars because it was like, you tried a little bit with Peter again, maybe, and then Tyler, and then Tyler like shows up with Gigi Hadid, and then you go on Dancing with the Stars. So you really didn't actually get time to heal until very recently. Yeah. Um, why, like week after week after week with Dancing with the Stars, you had, there was absolutely no idea that you were not, you know, aligning with Alan and like really enjoying yourself. Why do you think that you guys kind of had that really volatile relationship? Uh, because I was not okay. <laughs> you know, I needed a, probably a break to take the time to heal, but also like the experience is so incredible. Like I, I am so thankful for my time on Dancing with the Stars. And, but in that moment, I was not in the best place um, emotionally. I'm far away. I, I've had all this heartbreak. I'm far away from home. I literally had a couch and a mattress. Like I, I, I moved here and I don't know anybody except for really the show. And yeah, still trying to process like what the heck just happened to me. And um, I think for me, I was like, I need a win. I need a win in life because I've just like lost, 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 lost. It felt like with, with these relationships. And so I was like, I was really, I, I needed to win Dancing with the Stars. And so I think I had that mentality, but also like breaking down in the corner, like every five seconds. And then Alan, you know, he, he hadn't won the mirror ball on his side too. And we both were just really competitive and, and, put everything into it. But with that, it, it caused a lot of friction because like he is a professional dancer. I'm not a professional dancer, but, um, I had, you know, he, he wanted to push me as, as hard as I could be pushed physically, but emotionally, sometimes I couldn't take it. And we are just very different communication styles. And so, um, that that really caused a lot of friction when you can't really get on the same level of like being able to communicate when there's so much and he has emotions involved because this is his life this is his career um so yeah it was just volatile because we care I think because we cared so much and there was so like so much we pressure that we both put on ourselves and put on each other um but like in the end like yes, it was a hard time and people really didn't see all that. Like it's one of those things. It's like, okay, that was really tough. And we like won so have like, and that's awesome. But we're, we still like have a lot of respect for each other. And listen, you did it. Yeah. 
that is a huge accomplishment. Huge. Um, you know, just while also we, you know, we've talked talking about the heartbreak you've been through and the learning that you went through in looking for a relationship. And now you're in a relationship that looks on Instagram. So it's like, you know, Instagram perfect. Um, looks like a relationship that is working and making you happy with Adam Willard. Am I pronouncing mm-hmm. his name right? Yeah, yeah, Adam. And so what is making that relationship work for you? Um, well, he is probably one of the best humans I've ever met. Um, but I really think it's communication. Uh, I've never been in a relationship that is so, um, first of all, mature, um, but also like our communication, like we just are very open with each other about how we feel. We hold space for each other. Um, and I think we just really, we really want the best for like, how can we encourage each other throughout the day? Like, it really is like, we don't really ever argue because, because of our communication skills with each other. Um, and you know, we have, we have conversations that are not always easy, but, um, I think that's what really makes it work, work. I mean, I like, I I have no poker face. I like, if there's something going on, it's like, all right, what it like. And so just to have somebody that's like, can hold that space for me when I need to like, you know, just word vomit what's going on. Um, and then him also being able to reciprocate, not just like, sometimes it's like, I feel like I'm in a relationship where like, I talk with the guy says like nothing back and he's able to like maturely respond or also, you know, bring his side of, of things into the conversations. Really wonderful. And He's just a great human being and um, we have similar values. So just, it really it doesn't, doesn't mind work. getting dirty feet in the sand. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do I? I don't. No, dude, but he does, Adam. He doesn't, mind. he doesn't mind like Colton. Oh, oh no, no, he doesn't. <laughs> um, and something, you know, a common theme that I saw throughout your story is kind of your battle with your faith I would say it never falters by any means but it's like a kind of overarching understanding as as time goes on especially when it comes to sex um and the you know response from the community following um the show and I'm just curious kind of where you stand now um has it has your like do you feel like your faith has adapted or just a little you know I'm, I'm curious yeah, no, I mean, I, um, am like my faith and believing in Jesus is like a, a huge part of my life. I think when you go through, um, different things in your life, sometimes it, it tests your faith. I think my faith has been tested for sure, mm-hmm. but in that, um, it's allowed me to dive deeper into certain things and to, to acknowledge like maybe where like, huh, I didn't quite, I don't quite understand this God. Like, I, I don't know why I'm in this position. I don't understand why, you know, your people, uh, you know, sometimes are so like, you know, the, the judgment, but the more that I've like 
um, found community and, and been able to lean into my faith, the more like, I just feel that the all complete, all encompassing love that, um, God has for me and I have for him. And just, I, I think all the testing just allows me to actually grow deeper. Cause it, it Mm-hmm. there have been times where I've wanted to like completely run away but when I come back to that like I feel so rooted and um feel like every you know misstep along the way has just taught me so much more and gave me so much more wisdom and I think one of the biggest things that's helped me is when you when I read the bible I realize that God takes the most um peculiar I can't talk but like the, the yeah peculiar um choices of who he uses to like serve him like adult like an adulterer a tax collector um you name it and those are the people that that end up we're reading about in the bible thousands and thousands and thousands of years later so it's like you know what I'm not the most like perfect person by any means and maybe not the one that you would think that could be able to um be used for god so i think hey folks i'm mark Marin from the wtf podcast and this episode is brought to you by kleenex ultra soft tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. before everything happened, I thought I had to be perfect. And now I realize that that's like not the case at all. It's actually how God can use those, those moments in your life to really be able to, to serve in a completely different way. So I think that's, what's really actually helped me is really digging deeper and being like, okay, well, this guy, if this person was used for the Lord, then I can be too. Yes. Um, so yeah. Has your, since you have really become yourself, like, Mm -hmm. and are expressing yourself, you've become a feminist and you are open about that. Are you, um, how has your family reacted? Are they fully accepting of the new you? Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, I mean, there's some people in my family that are totally different than me and like, but they, they're just really proud of me um and support me in everything that I've done and they've really actually supported me on this journey of like self-exploration and growth and like yeah deciding that something does not serve me anymore and, and changing the way I think react people in my life like really they've been really supportive of that I mean sometimes I think there's always like growing pains in families and like you know, learning boundaries is really important for, for in a family. And I don't think we had any of those, but now just like forming those has been great, but overall they've been really supportive. Like even with this book, people were like, Oh my gosh, did you have your family read it? And I was like, I kind of talked to them about it, but they were like, you know what, Wri- write the story that you need to write, you know? And like, this is your story. And, um, 
like they support me. And even, you know, they didn't ask for their life to be out in for everyone to know everything, but at the same time, they do not. Um, I'm really thankful that they allow me to express myself and what made me, me, um, and really just support me and, and, in it all. Definitely. Before we go today, I want to ask um, how your brother is doing in the book you open up about his overdose. Um, he took three times the amount of fentanyl. It, it was his, the drug was laced with fentanyl. Um, mm -hmm. And it's a miracle that he survived. Can you mm -hmm. give us an update on how he's doing and just how that changed your life? Yeah. Well, it's just like, so this is like happening everywhere right now. It's like really an epidemic of, epidemic. Like, it, it's, it's really sad, but yeah, for a while, like we really couldn't connect because he was just, um, not in a place and I couldn't really understand. Um, but I think unfortunately that even though it was like the scariest thing and it was one of the hardest things for our family um it's ended up being really great because he is he's doing awesome uh I think when you come close to death like it really does like change everything for you and um yeah he's he's doing great and um I'm really proud of him for like turning his life around well that's wonderful news and listen we are very proud of you um for writing this book everybody it's god bless this mess learning to live and love through life's best and worst moments by hannah brown it's out november 23rd hey guys it'd be a great holiday gift yes <laughs> and so <laughs> thank you so much for coming on our podcast and we will look forward to talking with you again you have to keep a surprised of you know, new, like new things you're doing in your career. Absolutely. So trust them. How awesome. Well, thank and, you guys so any much. Any love updates, make sure to tell us. First. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much. Um, thank you for being so open great. with us. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.